Hi, everybody. This is Chuck Seif, Assistant Superintendent for Roxbury Schools, here with another episode of Schoolhouse Rocks, a podcast. Uh, today, we're going to take a lesson from one of our recent episodes talking about how we as a school community can prepare students for a successful and healthy transition to a new experience. Recently, we posted an episode on preparing for kindergarten, which, of course, is a very exciting time for not only students but families. Um, but it would be uh, it's also important to recognize that there are other transitions from school to school that really do cause some anxiety, some excitement, and a whole array of feelings and emotions that we have some some real helpful information we can share with you about ways that we support students and ways that you can support your own your own children at home as they prepare for those transitions. So today I have three esteemed guests with me, the principals of our respective non-elementary school buildings, uh, the principal Lincoln Roosevelt, Chris Argenziano, the principal of our middle school, Paul Gallagher, and the principal of high school, Don Miller. So I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves, and then we're going to spend some time talking about um, what you can do at home to help prepare for the transition to a new school building and ways that we also support as a part of that collaborative effort. Like Dr. Sipe said, uh, my name is Chris Argenziano. I'm very uh, I'm the fortunate principal of Lincoln Roosevelt School. Uh, we're looking forward to getting to meet some of our new fifth graders that we uh, have coming in just a short while. Um, with that being said. Thank you, Mr. Argenziano. This is Paul Gallagher, principal at Eisenhower Middle School, grades seven and eight. Likewise, really looking forward to the wave of new students to come and then the return of our rising eighth graders and an exciting time of year to get ready for the new school year. How's everybody doing out there? This is Don Miller. I'm the principal of Roxbury High School. And uh, we're excited to welcome our freshmen into Roxbury High School and excited to see where things go. So I'm excited to have you guys here today. Uh, I think we had a really great conversation about preparing for kindergarten, and I think we can do the same here. Uh, it's important to recognize that moving from one school to the next, although uh, it's all within our school district, brings with it the whole host of emotions for students and parents, right? It's a little, little nerve-wracking, particularly if it's your oldest child moving and you have no experience. Right, we do have some families that are veterans to the transition from building to building, um, but so we're really going to focus today on really two topics, which is first, what advice can we give, or um, things can we ask our parents who are partners in our offering of a program here uh, to our students as they prepare in the summer months um, for their children to get ready to come back to school, and then I also think it's a great opportunity for us to share some of the things that not only you and your colleagues do to prepare for the return of students in September. Uh, especially those who are new to your school. But once the school year starts, what ways do you continue to support that transition? It's not like, you know, kids are there the first day and we expect them to be uh, pros at navigating the school and the structures of the school. So let's start in the beginning, maybe with our first transition from grade four to grade five. It's an ex it's a really exciting transition. All of them are. But, you know, this is the first time our students come together for the first time from four different elementary schools. So um, Mr. Argenziano, talk about that. You know, if you're a parent at home and your fourth grader is getting ready to move to fifth grade, uh, what advice do you have about how to prepare for that transition? I would just do whatever you can to reassure them that the school is there for them. And this is something that we do on a yearly basis. So we understand the needs of our fifth graders. Uh, you know, talking positively about the transition from their smaller elementary school to a, a much bigger school, to be quite frank with you. Uh, I don't want to you know, pull any punches here and not make anybody think that it's, it's, a, it's a big change for them. But it's one that we're aware of because we handle it each year. We know what the students need. And one of the things that they do need is the support from their parents to reassure them that they're going to be going to this school where they're finally going to be coming together largely as a graduating class. We'll still be missing the one segment of Mount Arlington students uh, from the graduating class, which will transition in, in, in ninth grade. 
but this is the first time that they're going to be all together. So it's exciting. And everybody that is coming to the school as a fifth grader is in the same boat. So as your son or daughter might be a little anxious about coming in and, and meeting new kids, so is everybody else in that classroom. And I think one of the things that's changed the most from when we were in grade school, meaning me uh, in my 40s, uh, was how much we didn't know the other students from the other parts of town. It's much more inclusive now with how uh, the kids know each other, uh, especially from our sports programs that we have and other activities that are throughout and organizations throughout the community that when they do come into Lincoln Roosevelt School, they know a vast majority of the students that are sitting around them from their involvement in other activities. All right, that's great. I mean, it's wonderful advice. Uh, and I think you're right. I think our town offers such a great uh, array of opportunities for students to get involved um, within our town in a variety of different ways. So the potential that they know students from other schools is already there, which definitely increases their level of familiarity. So thank you for that. So as they move through sixth and seventh, I will come back to this point. You know, certainly a structure of our district is different than other districts having a five, six school and a seven, eight school where uh, a more traditional format sometimes is K to five as the elementary school and then six to eight as the the, um, the middle school. We're going to talk about some of the benefits of having that separation. Yeah, I, I definitely want to add some more in on that, uh, Dr. Site, because there is an awesome benefit to having a five, six building that we can get a little bit more into. Yeah, we, we, we're going to come back to that. So students get ready for the middle school. Uh I was a middle school principal, like middle school was my wheelhouse. Mr. Gallagher, talk about, you know, ways that parents can help prepare their children to move from Lincoln Roosevelt into Eisenhower. Sure thing. Thank you, Dr. Seip. So building on what Mr. Argenziano had to say about, I think the, the key phrase from the home standpoint is trust. Uh, we we will we'll work tires, tirelessly to earn your trust as parents and families. Uh, and, and this time of year in particular, we ask that you trust in us, our incredible teachers, faculty and staff. Uh, they have been doing this for years and years uh, on a practical side of things at some things you can do at home might sound silly, but practice a combination lock. When kids get to Eisenhower, they're bringing a lot of stuff from home. They have a lot of after school activities that they might get involved in. And with that comes a lot of valuable personal belongings. Let's not even get into how much cell phones cost these days. Uh, and, and we do make available to all students combo locks. But when you got two minutes to change classes, you're making six class changes a day. You want to feel comfortable going to that locker, putting your personal items in there. Uh, and experience has taught us that as much as we as the adults want to think kids come to school and, and their primary focus is on all of their academics and, and making sure that they're getting good grades, you know, the, the, the social elements at the middle school level are incredibly important. Uh, and, and with that, preparing them for those class changes, being able to you know, effectively open and close a lock seems silly. But it can it make a big difference, especially early on in the year while they're trying to get used to their schedule. We got A days, we got B days. Where am I going? Anything that you can do to um, shave off a few precious seconds of that transition time uh, is a net result of, of less anxiety for your child. Uh, we'll do open houses. We encourage you to bring your kids to those open houses, then they can walk around, see where their homeroom is. Unlike Lincoln Roosevelt, Eisenhower is what we call an expanded ranch setting. We have uh, one floor living. All of our classes are on one level, uh, which for, for many of our youngsters is a, is a nice, refreshing change of pace. But it does take a few days for them to get used to it. So do come to that open house. It'll be announced in late August. Uh, and it's a great chance to just walk the halls, get familiar with the layout, check out all the different spaces, uh, and start to practice. Yeah, and I thought that's a great thing, uh, you know, Mr. Gallagher, that you bring up about our open houses. We do all have them. So it's an opportunity, once the schedules go live, 
that the parents can come to the school, you know, get to see it themselves if they didn't come to the earlier orientations that we had at last school year. Uh, but they themselves can bring their students in to see the buildings, which I think is a very, you know, when you talk about anxiety and lessening it, it's nice for them to get to walk to the building, uh, walk through the building, walk through their schedule. Uh, and the parents get to see it, too. And we, we welcome that. And that date will be coming out through our mailings to our separate schools so that our parents will know about when they can bring them in. All right, great. And so then the last transition, uh, Mr. Gallagher brought up a really great point. We're going to come back to you guys are saying some awesome things we're going to come back to. But before we get into little things like the social element of middle school, the schedule review, let's talk about the last transition. Um, we're getting ready for high school. Uh, that shift into the the goal planning for the future. Uh, let I invite Mr. Miller. Let's talk about a little bit about how do we prepare, what things could parents do to help their child be ready for the beginning of their high school journey? Well, one of the things I, before I even talk about the transfer, the transition into high school, you know, our community, we're very fortunate. We have some of the most outstanding, dedicated, caring educators, and that's what you can kind of glean from listening to Mr. Argenziano and Mr. Gallagher speak. Uh, and I worked in the district in a variety of capacities, and I've had the opportunity to get to know people at a variety of levels. And we're very fortunate that we have the people we have here. So, you know, the idea of trust, you need to trust us because we're going to do everything we can for all of our kids. You know, when people ask us, how many how many kids do you have? Well, I have the two that I have, but I also have 1,300 other ones. So we treat your children like our children because they are. So as they transition in, trust us a little bit. Don't be afraid to reach out. If parents can attend orientation, we do our orientation for the parents uh, in January, the year prior. Uh, but we do have an orientation program for our freshmen. It is the day before school starts. And it's broken up individually. So each freshman, each ninth grader will have the opportunity to walk around with a peer leader. They'll walk through their schedule. They'll go to their locker. They, it's, it's a really nice setting because the, the students, the kids, get to have a more intimate conversation where, you know, rather than asking questions of, you know, the assistant principal or the guidance counselor, they're having conversations with people who are going through what they're going through, who are a few years ago were in the same shoes they were in. So we do have that freshman orientation, which will be the day before school. We'll send out information about that shortly. Uh, as we transition into the year, we have a program called Freshman Seminar, which was created probably about 10 years ago. We've revamped it. It's kind of a nuts and bolts course of getting into uh, understanding the high school, where you'll review expectations, uh, the student handbook, you find your locations where people are going, those kind of things. You know, where's the guidance department? Where's the nurse's office? Uh, that kind of stuff. We also implemented last year something called a Day That Rocks, an advisory program uh, that we're going to include a little bit more this year. With that, we are in, we're going to create homerooms. We're hoping to create homerooms where there will be grade level as well. So pertinent information for all freshmen will be shared that way. Um, so review your schedules. Again, talk positively about the experience. There's so much to offer at each of these schools, and at Roxbury High School, there is something for everyone. So all that information uh, will be available when we share stuff with you back to school night. We have a club and activity fair the second week of school so uh, students can see what is available, uh, the sports, our performing arts programs. There's something for everybody. So encourage your child to get involved. Find something. And if you're not sure, reach out to your child's guidance counselor or send an email to uh, Mr. Crispino, who's going to be the ninth grade assistant principal next year. Email me. We, can, we, we meet individually with students. We talk about opportunities we have if we need to. Some students, the transition is easier than others. Um, so we do understand that sometimes 
Some students need a little more one-on-one stuff. And when Mr. Argenziano was talking about the, the students from Mount Arlington coming, they, you know, the kids are, are all starting to get to know each other, whether it's through social media, sports, et cetera. At Roxbury High School, we have students from all over Morris County. We have students from Sussex County, Warren County. We're a school of choice for the visual and performing arts. Um, we also have a, an academy, a sports medicine academy, in conjunction with the County um, Morris School of Technology. So we have students from all over the place. Uh, that come to Roxbury High School, and the moment they walk through those doors, they're Roxbury Gales. Uh, and, you know, the school spirit, being involved, the opportunities that are available you know, are immeasurable. So encourage your child to get involved. Talk positively about the opportunities that are there, the classes that they're going to have the opportunity to experience. Those are, you know, the, the idea of talking positive, trying to relax a little bit. Don't be afraid to reach out. You know, ask for ask for some assistance if you need it. And, you know, that's going to be through the life of your school experience. You know, sometimes the transition to ninth grade is nice. Going from 11th to 12th grade, there's something that comes up and you need help with it. So we're always there to support our students and our families. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. So I do want to take us back to two themes. I wrote down a couple of notes as we went here, but a couple of uh, the word trust emerged in every every one of you said it. And, you know, certainly trust is something that we work really hard to earn from our families and from our, our students um, during their entire journey here. But um, there's a couple pieces to that, not only earning the trust of the, the parents in terms of that we have the best interest of the students in mind with each decision we make and everything we do, um, but also trusting. And I think, you know, this was kind of said by every, everyone here that the administration and the teachers really are of a very high caliber here in our district. Uh, we are very fortunate to have such a high level of staff um, ability and uh, interest in students here that, you know, trusting that the teachers and the administration really do know what's best for students at that developmental level, right? That sometimes that's hard because um, particularly if it's your oldest child, you're just entering that space for the first time as a parent. And that's kind of uncharted territory. I know I'm going through that with my kids as they're getting into, we're approaching teenage years. Like, you know, I was a teenager you know, a long time ago, uh, but you know, like parenting that for the first time is challenging. And what I often have to remind myself is I had taught and administered those levels for a long time, but when it's your child, it's of course very different. So we do have a unique structure here uh, with five, six, and seven, eight. So let's talk about some of uh, what that means uh, as it might compare to a more traditional setting where it's K five and seven, eight, it, or pardon me, K five and six, seven. Definitely, um, is it, it's a change of structure. It allows us to do some things that we wouldn't otherwise be able to do without that intermediate, upper elementary, uh, lower middle, whatever you want to call. You know, Lincoln Roosevelt gets a variety of different um, expressions connected to it, depending on the circumstances and what's most convenient at the time. Uh, so, I'm going to invite Mr. A and Mr. Gallagher to talk about that. Let's talk about the the breakup of the middle years here. I think the breakup for middle years at Roxbury here is is awesome. Uh, I love having the fifth and sixth graders together uh, because we can give them the skill sets that they're going to need to be successful over at the middle school when they finally do start that journey over there. So it, it's a transitional period for them. Um, you know, I, I don't think I mentioned trust when I started my part of this park uh, podcast. You know, it is something that we look to earn uh, each and every day from our from our families. Uh, we do that in a variety of ways from our our teachers calling. Uh, home talking with their with the parents and guardians, uh, or it's you know the administration reaching out to talk with you as well. But to give you kind of a small example, you know we we all have our professions that we're involved with, and you know we consider ourselves really good at what we do. So whether you're a banker or whether you're an accountant or or whether you're an architect, there's things in your in your profession that you know you have to take care of. Uh, so give you an example of things that we know is one of the things they have trouble with as a fifth grader is navigating the building. 
So what we do at Lincoln Roosevelt School is uh, Dr. Zegar, our assistant principal, and, and, and I, we work on having all of our staff members out um, in the parking lots, out in front of their doors or their classrooms um, for arrival for our kids on the first couple days. So what they do is they're armed with um, a uh, class roster along with homeroom names and lists of where the kids need to go. Um, and they help the kids transition to those homerooms for the first whole week um, because you're going to have students that are coming to the building that don't know how to navigate it. Um, and it can be a little complicated. But what's also comforting is the fact that we have all the staff members that are out there to help guide these students. But the other great thing about it as a fifth grade student, and we've told them this, uh, is that they don't walk anywhere alone their fifth grade year. Uh, they're guided through the building uh, throughout the entire fifth grade, uh, fifth grade school year. They don't necessarily need it, but it's still treated as an elementary school model where they, they're walked to their classes. So when you talk about navigating the building, it is very easy for them. Uh, and we also take them for a guided tour on the first day of school of the whole building. Their homeroom teachers will take them. So these are types of those, those steps that we take in order to uh, get them um, with a comfortable level of knowledge of the building. Uh, you want to speak on any of that, Doctor? Uh, doctor, uh, Mr. Gallagher? Thanks, Mr. A. The, the phrase gradual release of responsibility keeps coming to my mind, and it's one that we use in instructional settings in our classrooms, but it also applies to kind of school-wide scenarios like this. Um, I, I, for the sake of this podcast, we'll call me the upper element, uh, upper middle school. Um, and one of the things that we look to do as Mr. Argenziano is shaking his head, as Dr. Seip alluded to, it depends on the situation. Um, one of the things that we like to do is take that experience from Lincoln Roosevelt where they have, you know, a little bit more adult guidance, a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say oversight, but a little bit more support as they're moving through the building and slowly release that to the kids. Uh, that can come in the form of peer leaders, which are classmates uh, that are set up at all the corners. Those first couple days of school are definitely stressful. Um, there, there's no two ways to slice it until you go through that schedule a couple times. Uh, you're you're going to feel your heartbeat elevated each time that bell rings and you move from class to class. So we try to make available not only our incredible staff, uh, but also some of the kids. You know, those are eighth graders that just a short time ago were those seventh graders that just were new to the building. They were wide-eyed. Um, their memories are still fresh, uh, and they're able to walk, uh, walk the kids to the class. Sometimes they'll take advantage of that little extra time. Uh, they might arrive at their next class a little bit later, but they're happy to help their peers uh, get to where they're going, and, and who knows what relationships might be developed in that quick 30-second exchange between a new 7th grader and an 8th grade leader. Um, you, know, you never know where those interactions will lead you, but it all speaks to that gradual release of responsibility from kid who's largely supported by adult to kid who is starting to do things more independently, but knows there's, there's still resources around, there are still supports in place, so that if they do slip up, if they do stumble, either a peer can help them, or of course a teacher, counselor, administrator uh, there as well. So just to build off uh, what Mr. Gallagher is talking about at Lincoln Roosevelt School, fifth grade is still considered to be an elementary school model with our classes, and sixth grade is middle school. And that means they go from class to class together. For our parents out there, when you say elementary, Right, all of Mr. Argenziano's classmates go to the same class with. So him. we 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 kind of tipped him over to uh, tiptoe them over to the pool, okay? As you know, as they might say for you know teaching a kid how to swim. So with our students, what we do is it's still an elementary school model. Well, they are where, where they will still be with their homeroom teacher for most of the day, 
but they will have a different teacher for either math or ELA. So they'll get that kind of flavor of switching a classroom, going to a te- going to a different teacher, and having kind of two different teaching methods or personalities that they're learning for, uh, from. So they do this all in fifth grade. When they transition to sixth grade, well, they're going to have a different teacher for each subject matter like they will have at EMS, but it helps them transition from an elementary uh, mindset to more of a middle school mindset. Uh, and I, you know, I think that gradual release of authority, uh, you know, Mr. Gallagher mentioned is important. I think it's also important to mention one of the huge benefits, in my opinion, having worked in both five, six setting as well as a traditional middle school setting is having five, six and seven, eight separate a little bit, hopefully sets students up for a little bit more appropriate social development uh, where you don't have younger students kind of being engrossed in older student behaviors and things like that uh, too early. My hope is that that helps our students um, grow and accumulate the appropriate social skills um, social interactions, particularly with the proliferation of technology when they arrive at the high school, you know, certainly that um, that social growth and emotional growth looks different for every youngster. But our hope is that having five, six and seven, eight separate is a benefit for for that social development. So when they come to the high school, they're prepared for that. Um, one of the things that Mr. Miller had talked about, so we kind of talk about five, six, seven, eight students are getting socially um, acclimated to a little bit greater um, individual authority. Um, they're a little less supervised by the teachers in terms of you're with this teacher all day. They have those moments of freedom to walk in the hall, to go to their locker, um, which really kind of culminates at the high school where now they're kind of, while there's some guidance and support in terms of where they're going, in terms of navigating the building, which is a theme that's emerging here, but it is certainly a really important one in the beginning of the year because I think that's probably the number one fear at all of your schools is I won't know where to go. I'll get lost. I'll get in trouble. I'll get detention, right? And you know, hopefully we've impressed enough upon the audience here that we understand, we know that is uh, something that is a challenge um, for students transitioning from one building to the next. But I think that it's important. I think Chris mentioned um, really early in our discussion here the importance of reviewing your schedule. Um, and I think at all of your levels, it's important. And maybe we want to talk about that now. Over the summer, once schedules get released at the end of the year, of course, two things happen. Who'd you get, right? Like social media probably like explodes with, you know, parents saying like, well, whose class are you in, right? Trying to figure out which, which kids are in which classes. But it's also important as a parent to review that schedule with your kids for a couple of things. One, so they know what classes they have and kind of being prepared for that first day. Um, we talk about the usage of lockers. So maybe, you know, Mr. Gallagher, Mr. Miller, you guys can talk about how lockers uh, interact with the schedule. Because most importantly, when do you go? When is it appropriate? How do you go? What do you take, right? One of the things you would hate to see is students carrying, you know, we the 50-pound backpack with everything in it, right? Utilize the locker appropriately. So I think it's probably a good time. Let's talk about the schedule review, right? Like as we approach the end of the summer, you've had these hopefully positive talks about school. Hopefully students have continued to engage in learning experiences over the summer, whether it's casual reading, whether it's some of the materials our supervisors have prepared and put on our website, right? You're ready to get back into the swing of typical school day. You're reviewing the schedule. What advice would you guys give parents about what that schedule review looks like and how important that is for the student's anxiety level as the first day approaches? So at the high school level, when you're taking a look, August 15th is when we will be releasing our schedules. You want to make sure that you have your core four that everyone needs, uh, math, English, social studies, science, actually five, phys ed as well, because you know those are kind of the main parts of the student schedule. Um, and then review those things. There should be some electives in there. Every student should have eight classes 
Uh, we have VIPs built into the day. We'll be able to explain that. Uh, it's a very instructional period. It's an opportunity where we have either uh, an opportunity for students to get some remediation, some assistance, make up work, or that freshman seminar class, and then they have a lunch period. So reviewing the schedule is very important to make sure you have all those things, you know, are the things you're supposed to have on your schedule. When the students walk through on the freshman orientation, when they come in and they actually walk through the schedule with the peer leader, you know, that's another opportunity. They're going to walk through everything. You know, Roxbury High School is significantly larger than all the other buildings. Their student, I don't know, Lincoln Roosevelt's pretty big and it's a maze, but it's, yeah. There's no third floor. There's no pool. So make sure you tell your freshmen that. And we'll make sure we reiterate it as well. But, uh, no pool on the roof. We're selling no tickets on the too. Roof, okay. No, no third floor, no basement. So, um, but a lot of that work will really get done uh, at the orientation, going through the schedule. And, and after a few days, sometimes I, I talk to parents, and parents are uh, have more angst about a student's schedule than a student does. And I just say, hey, they're going to figure it out because they usually do a better job of figuring it out before the adults do. And as far as even like going to lockers, right? Kids, after you know the first three, four days in school, you have your A day and B day classes. All right, well... I'm not going to go to my locker between every class. I have two classes upstairs, my locker's downstairs. After lunch, those two classes upstairs, I'll grab my stuff for upstairs. And to be honest with you, half the students don't use their lockers. Most of them have A-Day and B-Day backpacks. Uh, I recommend using your lockers. We have them there. There's locks on them. Um, It's a good way to make sure your materials are secure uh, because if things get stolen out of your backpack where there's no cameras and stuff like that and, you know, you have the opportunity to put them in a locker, you know, it would be beneficial to use the locker. All right, cool. So um, I do want to commend you guys. I know that there were some conversations and mentions of some of the things you did as school leaders with your colleagues, whether they be the administrators, the teachers, to prepare for the transition last year, right? So you guys have all already ran programs. You've had students visit your schools. You've had uh, opportunities for parents to visit your schools. You know, um, one of the things that was mentioned I do want us to talk about is, well, the middle school has this significant focus on developing uh, age-appropriate social skills. That is a huge piece of middle school um, learning. Uh, while the academics are, of course, important, understanding the social um, the social element is a huge piece of middle school level. You get to the high school, we start to think forward. We start to plan for our future. But at all of the levels, while the focus might shift in terms of what is important and what becomes kind of a secondary uh, of secondary importance. I think it is also important that we continue to emphasize leveraging the resources that are available to you. All right, the the principals, the assistant principals, right, the administrators, the supervisors, they're not just there if you're in trouble or if you make a poor decision, right? That's part of growing up. That's part of the process, learning from it, getting better than you were yesterday. Like, that's the goal we want for every kid. Um, but how do we support students in understanding the resources, right? They have school counselors, they, they have the administration, they have teachers. They have, there are caring adults all over the schools who are there to help children in any number of ways. So one of the things that we, I would hope people can leave listening to this with is that reassurance that if you have a question, ask it. If you need support, seek it, right? We're here to help you. And there are a lot of people besides just the three of you to do that. So let's reinforce a little bit of that and maybe even talk about Dime, you talked about Day That Rocks, but we have similar programs at Lincoln Roosevelt and at the middle school. We have advisory programs through responsive classrooms. So let's kind of talk about some of those structures in place to support students beyond the academic program. So I'll give you an example, uh, Dr. Seip, at Lincoln Roosevelt School, uh, the first either two or three days of school, we'll actually run a special morning meeting schedule with our students. So it gives us about an additional, I'd say about a half an hour 
for the homeroom teachers for the first two to three days of school to be with their homeroom class to go over certain things that are necessary with our students, okay? Uh, one of them may be, we talked about schedules before, the students will review their schedules at that point with their teachers, and students will have an opportunity to talk to their, to their you know, the educator in front of them about questions about the schedule and how it uh, uh, changes and how they go about their day. It'll be different from Lincoln Roosevelt to EMS and to the high school, right? So they'll take some time to, to go over that. We'll also take time to introduce some of those people that are there that are that are you know there to help. Uh, so we want to make sure that they you know first of all for us, uh, Dr. Zegar and I want to make sure that the, the students know that we're there, that our doors are always open. So we usually have a, a video to introduce ourselves to the students so that they can get to see us. We'll also visit every classroom uh, those mornings. So we'll visit each homeroom so that the kids can get to see us and we can say hello to them. Uh, but we'll also take time where our uh, guidance counselors will also be uh, video chatting into the homerooms to introduce themselves, uh, identify where their location is, what they're here for, and how the students can easily reach out to them if they need anything. So that's all part of those first couple of days of the school to like let them know it's a community. It's not just a school. It's much more than you know what everybody or what most people think a school is because we're here to support kids. We want them to learn, but in order for them to learn, they need to be comfortable in their environment. So as soon as you get them comfortable in their environment and you know passionate and and, and hungry about learning, the other stuff takes care of itself with that with with the importance of learning and 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 you know having them grow as as young adults. Yeah, the first week of school, I, I think of NASCAR. For those of you that are race car fans, I, I think. I think the Indianapolis 500 is their biggest event, and it happens to be their first event. So I always tell teachers that first week of school is like our Super Bowl. It's like our Indy 500, where you know you can imagine Mr. A, Mr. Miller, and I two months, no, no real kids in the building other than some summer programs. So by the time late August, I got to get used to that. It's not September anymore. By the time late August comes around, not only are we so excited to get the kids back, but so are those homeroom teachers, so are those advisory teachers. They've had a, a summer full of reflection. Um, they're, they're ready to welcome that new crop into the building. Uh, and you brought up the schedule, Mr. Artenziano, and, and it's, you know, it's kind of how we as school leaders carve out time for the things that matter. So um, at Eisenhower, we carve out at minimum once a month for advisory lessons. Those are like day that rocks at the high school, like morning meeting down at Lincoln Roosevelt. And that is dedicated time to have those check-ins with kids. Uh, in most of our homerooms, they have not one but two adults that are there. So if you don't vibe with Dr. Sipe, but maybe you get along really well with Mr. Miller. You know you have that caring adult. You see him every morning. You know once a month they're going to take some time. They're going to pause math and language arts and reading. And they're just going to talk real talk, real life talk with you. What's it like being in middle school or what are you dealing with? And again, who, who is available in the school? If not me, if not you, there's, there's going to be someone. There's going to be someone at each of our buildings that every child can identify with, that every child can connect with. Uh, and, and it's in those relationships that the magic often follows. All right, and so having you know gone through that transition from five six to seven eight, you know as we get up to nine twelve, I just want to invite you know Mr. Miller to emphasize one of the points he made before, which really is critical as students enter the high school, which is get involved. Um, I think our high school we do a really nice job as kids come through our K to eight program, offering a variety of ways to get involved. But kids stay remain involved very strongly in some of our really nice town programs, which are awesome. But the number of clubs and activities, interscholastic competitions, where uh, we have some new things coming at the high school. We have esports. You know, you gotta, we got to. We we really strive to have something for every kid to get involved, every student to feel valued and represented, uh, not only in our curriculum but also in our programming. So, um, 
I, I can't emphasize Mr. Miller's point enough as, as I invite him to kind of give us those last thoughts on his on the beginning of the high school year is how do you identify, get involved, manage the academic expectations and really um, start to um, prepare for a successful high school journey? Research shows that the more students are involved outside of the classroom, they do better in the classroom. So if you have a, a student that's involved in a variety of clubs and they're maybe on a sport or two, we find that many of those students are in the top third of our classes. So we, you know, there are outlets for every student, whether it's a physical outlet regarding sports, whether it's a creative outlet using your visual or performing arts, whether it's the opportunity to uh, speak with like-minded people and share your thoughts in some of the clubs and activities we have. As I said earlier, there is something at Roxbury High School for everyone. And, you know, if you are talking to your child and they say, oh, they don't have anything for me, you need to reach out to the guidance counselor or myself or Mr. Crispino, who's going to be the ninth grade assistant principal, and say, hey, my son or daughter, my child is saying this. What's there? We, we actually will meet with students. We'll go over a list of things, uh, the clubs and activities. Not everybody is interested in sports. Not everybody wants to play an instrument. But there are so many other things. We, uh, we had our first successful year of, with a bowling team this year. We had a lot of students that you know found their niche on our bowling team. We were very competitive. They had a great time. So you know with eSports coming up, it's just another opportunity for our students to have you know to, to get themselves involved, to be part of the whole school community. That was something that Mr. Argenziano talked about earlier. You know, when people come to Roxbury High School, um, they see school events, whether it's a musical, a football game, an art show, um, an award ceremony for students that are receiving academic awards. It is a community event, and there are tons of people that show up to uh, you know enjoy that experience together. So the more you're involved, the better you are going to do. If you have problems with your child getting involved, let us know. We'll meet with the student. We'll find different things. We introduce students to coaches. We introduce students to club advisors so they can try and make that connection and encourage them to be involved. And um, as I said, the more students are involved, the better they are going to do in the classroom. Can I chime in there for one minute with what Mr. Miller was talking about? So, you know, we all have our own respective, you know, buildings that we, you know, do our best to take care of and get our students, uh, give them the best opportunity at an education that we can. Uh, I do have uh, a young uh, son entering in as a freshman to the high school, and uh, I was fortunate enough to attend their orientation that they had back in maybe May, April, January. Maybe? Was it January? January That's yeah. well, I'm way off on that one. Uh, it's. Well, I mean, I, the temperature might have been similar, which is why it was confusing. <laughs> it was. Uh, I got to be honest with you. It was totally impressive to see what um, Dr. Sype and Mr. Miller have done with our high school programming. Uh, the electives alone, when I personally, as a parent, when I left the high school, I was the most uh, anxious about the electives because the possibilities that are available for our kids at the high school is amazing. Um, I was not worried about English, <laughs> math, <laughs> science, social studies, because our, our programming is strong in all those areas. But when, when the kids have those opportunities for choice, I can't stress it enough how much choice there is for the high school and how they're trying to gear the learning for all of our different learners. So you know, I know Mr. Miller said it before, if you have questions, talk to the guidance counselors over there because there is a ton of things for your students, your, your children, children to get involved with. And, and there's a lot of different ways to pick what those classes look like. It's okay to pick classes because your friends are in them. It's okay to pick classes that are fun. It's okay to pick classes of things you're interested in. It's also okay to pick classes based on the answer to this question. What do you want to do with your life? 
right? So we've tried to create programs that are career and future oriented. We've tried to create programs that are fun and exciting. Uh, I'd like to hope that many of them are both of those things. Um, but we've also tried to create and prepare programs at the high school that I know the teachers, Mr. Miller and his team have worked hard to continue to cultivate and refine that really come off of what the experienced students have had at Lincoln Roosevelt and EMS are. We want them to get a sampling. That's why you have cycles and exploratories and electives uh, through five through eight, so that when you get to the high school, you can make informed choices. Like, hey, listen, I know I had to do this thing in middle school. I didn't really like it. That's okay. That's a valuable opportunity to then learn to pick something you really do like at the high school, particularly those future career-oriented programs, because what better time to figure out what you like, what you don't like, figure out where your uh, adult journey may be headed when there's when it's free, when there's a lot of support, uh, when you have a school counselor and uh, administrative team who care real deeply about you, it's a lot better time to figure that out than after you've shelled out tens of thousands of dollars at some college or some program to then figure out like, yeah, I didn't really like that thing. Um, so Roxbury High School really does give that opportunity to support. Um, so before I invite you all for any last thoughts, I just want to say this one last thing. Um, don't misinterpret today's this podcast. All right, we're releasing this in July with the hope that people are with an understanding, not necessarily hope, but maybe a hope and understanding. People are starting to prepare for the new school year. It's still summer relax, right? Enjoy the summer. Hopefully you're uh, encouraging your children to continue to engage in some level of learning experiences, whether it's reading something you love, um, some math experiences, maybe it's science experiments, maybe you're flying kites or shooting off rockets or, you know, whatever, uh, whatever's interesting. Maybe you're taking a trip to a historical landmark. Like those are valuable familial experiences that can happen over the summer. Sometimes just having some vacation together and playing a board game, right? These are really valuable experiences. Um, so, you know, we've worked hard to cultivate summer, summer resources on our website that can help support any number of family interests so that when we come back, we're ready to rock and roll uh, in late August, as Mr. Gallagher uh, reminded us, um, which will be here before you know it. But there's plenty of time between now and then to really relax, rejuvenate, have some fun. Uh, and so with that having been said, I want to thank you guys for coming on. Hopefully um, the main goal of our podcast here today was achieved, which is to try and allay some of the fear and anxiety associated with transitioning to a new level. My hope is that our, our audience can appreciate how exceptional these three guys are and the teams that they work with to support your children. Uh, the layers of support are copious, um, and we're we're this is a team. It takes a village. You know, we're in this thing together. And so, I would invite you guys. Any last thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, from the Lincoln Roosevelt standpoint, you know, I hope all our kids are spending time relaxing and enjoying their family time and getting to spend time with their friends. Uh, it is summertime. It's meant to relax. We're looking forward for everybody coming. Uh, like I said earlier, we kind of know what the students need, reassure them that, let them know that the school is going to take care of their needs, and we're going to get them off to a good start yet in late August, as uh, Mr. Gallagher said. And uh, we look forward to having a great 2023-2024 uh, school year. That sounds really weird to say, but yeah. Eisenhower families, kids make the most out of every day that remains. we still got a few weeks of summer. Uh, you know, look back at every day you do and make sure you got the most out of that day. This is a time to relax, rejuvenate. And then when those school days come up, let's let's leave each and every day feeling like we made the most of those opportunities as well. So enjoy. We'll be seeing you in a few weeks. Well, Mr. Dr. Seip, there's only one thing I have to say, and that is every day is a great day to be a Gale. <laughs>